0: Hello everybody and welcome to Nostalgia Crew, your podcast all things nostalgia related. I'm Bill, along with Danielle. Hello! And we got a little bit of catching up to do. We've been busy the last couple of months, um, but we're here to talk about all things nostalgia related. So this is pretty much one of, one of our grab bag episodes where we're pretty much talk about whatever. There's no topic today. Like, there's no main topic. So. um, Would you like to start off, or should I?
1: Um, let me think. What is there to talk about? Uh, <clears throat> well, I didn't actually see this. A lot of people I know are talking about it, though, but Cats just released a trailer, and apparently the whole internet is very traumatized. Oh. I, I didn't see it. <laughs> Um, I actually saw Cats on Broadway When I, my seventh grade class We saw it on Broadway And I actually wasn't that overly impressed by it So I'm not like what I call a huge fan Of the musical to begin with Although I do like the song Memory But I saw it on Broadway And like, I was And, and I mean, but the upside is that I get to tell people I saw Cats During its original run on Broadway yeah. Which is, you know, but I, I was 12 and I'm like Okay. <laughs> you are a lot luckier than I am
0: because mm-hmm. I saw that trailer Thursday.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs>
0: it is it, bad. It's bad. I...
1: Bad. <laughs> it's like James Corden seems to get stuck in remakes of stuff that he shouldn't be. Because re- he already got hit hard because he is Peter Rabbit. Right, I mean, he's he's not the problem. Obviously, no, he's not. He's very talented and hilarious. He just gets stuck in bad movies for some reason. Yeah. Um, for
0: those who have not seen him, I have uh, the list of the people who are starring in the movie. Yeah. So James Corden, like Danielle mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Judy Dench. <clears throat> Jason Derulo, I I don't know him. Do you know anything about him?
1: He sounds familiar. I believe he's a singer. Oh, God. I've heard of him.
0: Right. Idris Alba, we all know. Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift is in it, for those who haven't seen it yet. Rebel Wilson. I don't know why. She just... uh, Apparently, they had to get two fat comedians with an accent to be in this movie. so apparently, Maybe it's
1: just comic relief. Oh. I don't know. She's not that funny. I don't think she is either, to be honest, but I have a ton of friends who are big fans of Pitch Perfect and they think she's... Maybe that's why she got it, because I, I haven't seen the Pitch Perfect movies, but they're musicals too, kind of-ish. I don't know. And introducing Francesca Hayward. Um, okay I've googled Jason Derulo And he is a R&B I know there's a lot of people listening to this Who are like how do you not know who that is Based on all the I've never heard of him I, you know, they, I forgot What I was listening to some Podcast And they were saying that You eventually I think it's like 32 you sort of Age out of current music and you stop really and like I'm 33 and I hear songs I'll go to like the supermarket or something and I'll hear a song and be like oh this is such a good song let me and then I do the annoying thing like Siri what's this song Mm -hmm. and then it turns out it's a song that's like five years old right well so yeah but he has had 11 platinum singles so
0: I mean, we pretty much, for the most part, know these people, with the exception of the singer and the last person. But the last <clears throat> but the last one, un- unless you're familiar with her work, which I'll mention in a minute, you're not yes. really supposed to know. So, um, Francesca Hayward is an English ballerina. Oh. And she is a principal dancer at the Royal Ballet at Covent Garden in London. <clears throat> So that is where she comes from. So okay, I could I can understand her being in it. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, other Danielle, this movie's gonna be so bad,
1: <laughs> as, as most of these remakes seem to be looking.
0: <laughs> and and the thing is, because I was talking with Fro about this uh, yesterday. The person who's directing this is the same guy, uh, uh, Tom Hooper, that's his name, is the same guy who directed The King's Speech, which was a really good movie, and Les Miserables, the one that came out with uh, Hugh Jackman, and Hathaway, pretty much everybody and their mother was in that movie. So, I don't... I've got my reservations about this movie.
1: (laughs) Like I said, I wasn't super... I saw it on Broadway. Yeah. And I was just like... But it it also helps, though, that I was not familiar at all with... I'd heard of it, and our music teacher, like, played a recording of it and told us what it was about. And I still was like
0: okay.
1: So And the and the other
0: thing, because I could totally get it when I saw the trailer, <clears throat> it's pretty obvious they had to have Jennifer Hudson sing the big song from Memor- the movie. Or from the from the musical. Yes. Because of her voice. Well, of course. She. Let me just say, I'm gonna put this out on the record. Right. <clears throat> she's talented. Very yes. She's got a great voice. But I don't think she's that good of a person. Okay. <laughs> um. Basic. I'm gonna give you the short version. Sure. Um. Because she <clears throat> was engaged to a guy. Uh huh. And. You know they had a kid together.
2: Right.
0: Well, they split up, and Jennifer Hudson makes this claim that oh, he was a bad dad. He beat you know he yeah, did. and then she later admitted <clears throat> that that was not true. So basically, yeah. she lied. Yeah. So that that that's all
1: I'm gonna say. I, I yeah. But, yeah, if you... Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: well, What was the other one? There was another one I saw last night. Trailer. Lion I, King? No. <laughs> well, I haven't seen that movie, but I, I did watch... Uh, the, I, I did watch somebody's review of it, and they hated it.
1: A lot of people... It seems to have mixed reviews. I'm not super interested in seeing it to be honest, yeah. because I have what I grew up on. Pretty much. And that's I, I I I wanna see these Disney remakes on a on a, you know, selective basis. Like mm-hmm. Cinderella I was pumped for because Cinderella is one of my favorite fairy tales of all time. So it doesn't matter what how you adapt it, I'll wanna watch it. So and it turned out to be great. So I was fine with that. Aladdin, I actually kind of do want to go see. I didn't see it in Theorza, so, but I kind of do want to go see it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, but The Lion King, I was like, uh, although some of the casting does make sense. Yeah. Like, I, I can see Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah and John Oliver Zazu, that mm. makes sense. But, uh, also, I'm gonna sound so, I'm, we're gonna lose viewers for, or listeners for this, but I think Beyonce can be very overrated at Thank time. you, thank you. I, I think she's a great singer. She's very talented. I mean, I, that song she sings in Dreamgirls, oh, blew my mind. I think, it's just that her fans, can be like really cult like and it. Oh my creeps god, them, like,
0: yeah. I mean, if you
1: say yeah. one
0: bad thing, like, you, like yeah, say, you could say, Oh, she's got a little bit of fuzz in her hair. Her fans would be like, How dare you talk about Beyonce like that?
1: She doesn't have fuzz. Yeah. She's got perfect hair. Blah, 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 like, blah. They blah, they blah. On and it's not just her fans. I've seen these with all kinds of celebrities that have these fan bases that just get really like, Oh my um, God. Yeah. I mean,
0: not not to cut you off, but lady Gaga is a perfect example when she, Oh, little monsters. Oh yeah. When, when she did not win the golden globe and yeah. Glenn Close did. And it was like, how dare they? And then I think someone like was like, I'd kill Glenn
1: Close. And I'm like, Seriously, it's just a yeah, the movie. They just get—it's like, so ridiculous. And that this is one thing I hate about social media is that that those are the fans that are the most vocal. So therefore, if you're a fan of something, suddenly you're lumped in the same category as these people, and I'm like, no.
0: Like I saw a Star is Born when it was out last year. And, yeah, and I thought Lady Gaga was great in a movie, and I thought, okay, she's gonna get an award. And the fact that she didn't, I was like, oh, that's a little surprising. But I lived with it. Meanwhile, there are these people who are like, oh, if you don't give this a word, I'm going to slit my wrists. And I'm going to, you know, mail you my ears
1: and all this crazy crap. That's just, yeah. Also, you don't even joke about something like that. That's terrible, first of all. And second of all, yeah, I... I, (coughs) And I mean, I grew up in rabid fan bases. I mean, I grew up, I was a teenager at like the height of the boy band. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we both were. uh, Yeah, we were teenagers and I mean, NSYNC Backstreet Boys, it's still, I could still get into it with some people. Um, (laughs) And uh, in fact, um, I don't think you were there. A friend of ours had a party for New Year's Eve one year. Mm-hmm. And we were watching the rockin' New Year's Eve thing, and the Backstreet Boys were on there. And um, <clears throat> I said, oh, I was really a bigger NSYNC fan in high school And this other girl who I had never met, she's a friend of somebody else, and um, gets in my face and goes, they went bye, bye, bye for a reason.
0: Now see, yeah, I don't think I was there for that.
1: No. And now those are fighting words. So, <laughs> I, we didn't get into like a physical fight or anything, but it was a very heated discussion. Mm-hmm. Very heated. So, you don't And also I grew up um watching soap opera, so that's another fan base where you get yeah. <laughs> oh. I was, it's even worse with social media, but yeah. Mine, mine,
0: you know, was more of like my grandmother and my sisters, so at least that was calm. Yeah. But, um, okay, because I wanted to mention this since we're talking about trailers. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> I, I know it's not retro, but I do want to mention this anyway. Sure. Last night, I watched another trailer. Uh-huh. For a movie called Hustlers. I've
1: heard of that.
0: Oh my god, this is so wrong on so many levels. Um I watched like I watched the whole thing and I'm thinking to myself, my god, this movie is about women drugging men. Like no, that's what it literally is. And then when you see who's in the movie, yeah. It doesn't really help either. Cuz you got Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B, who I can't stand. Well, yeah. Kiki Palmer, Julia wow. Stiles, who God bless her, she you know, she's a great actress, but she's not going to be able to save this movie. Lily Reinhart and Lizzo. Lily Reinhart. Oh wow. And then I'm looking at this now, two of the producers are Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. So it's a comedy? It's a comedy drama.
1: Okay. It's
0: based... I'm I'm reading this. It's based on a New York Magazine's article from 2015 called The Hustlers at Scores.
1: Now, it's... Now, I mean, if they get their comeuppance at the end. Because there are a lot of movies where the where the main characters are like kind of the bad guys, mm-hmm. and and they get so it's possible that that could happen. I get Lily Reinhardt though, because I mean, you played Betty Cooper on TV for three years. You want to do something? <laughs> I mean, there's some that I get. Yeah, but just
0: watching the trailer, I was I did not feel comfortable whatsoever. I was, uh, like
1: yeah. I <clears throat> I think Jennifer Lopez is very entertaining, but I. Th- think movies of hers, I don't know if there's one I really liked. I saw I saw Selena. Selena was good, although she's not um although it's very sad because of, you know, right. Selena. Um I saw I didn't like the wedding planner. And it's weird because I was in high school and I was I still am huge fan of romantic comedies, and I love Matthew McConaughey, but for some reason I just couldn't get into that movie, and uh, I saw, oh, I don't know what else I saw. I didn't see Made in Manhattan, and... Although she was hilarious, she did a guest spot on Will and Grace, and she was hilarious on there, so maybe she's just more, I don't know.
0: The, I, I saw her last, I think it was her last movie, uh, second act.
1: <coughs> oh yeah, where she plays Mila Ventimiglia's girlfriend, mm-hmm. yeah. I know I shouldn't say it like that. Right. She re- it was
0: okay. I can't really say much. I
1: it I, I, I shouldn't say that because she's the main character, mm-hmm. but I knew it as me because I watched This Is Us and I'm in the fan group for This Is Us yeah. and basically if it wasn't for that I wouldn't have really known that movie because they were hyped and they're like, Oh Mia went to be and that's another example of crazy fans. If you ever want some more crazy fans, go join the This Is Us fan groups. <laughs> Nuts. <Yeah. laughs> they're, they're like, I don't know if I can sit through this, because it looks like he's cheating on Mandy Moore. And I'm like, Sweet It's
0: God. a show.
1: Like, oh, okay. He's also dead on the show, so... It's a goddamn <laughs> show. How <laughs> much more, you know... Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um... <clears throat> Yeah. <sighs> so, okay, so what did you want to talk
0: about? Um something we didn't be, because we had been busy. Mhm. Um the Video Game Hall of Fame announced their class a while back. Mhm. 2019. And I just wanted to bring it up and have a brief discussion because last time we had talked about them and we were like, okay, we could go, you know, we'd be fine with this, we'd be fine with that. So let me just bring these up. Uh, The class is Colossal Cave Adventure, okay, Microsoft Solitaire, Mortal Kombat, and Super Mario Kart. Hmm. About three of the four games I have played.
1: Okay, it's Mortal Kombat, Super Mario Kart, and...
0: Solitaire.
1: Solitaire. Oh, yeah. I guess Solitaire. It's weird, because when I think of video games, I think of... Even though Solitaire is a very popular computer game, you know... Mm-hmm. It's just when I think of video games, I think of stuff like Mortal Kombat. Or... Yeah, yeah. So solitaire
0: wouldn't have been like my first guess, but but no i'm i i'm I'm fine with this this is a a good selection I think yeah, I just wanted to bring that up real quick because we had uh-huh. talked about it last time and now that we got a chance oh.
1: so okay mm-hmm. I just remembered something all right go right ahead. All right, so it is summer, which means all the networks are putting out game shows, which makes me very excited because I love game shows, and they're on. Oh, in fact, we, my mom and I, I think, like, every night except for maybe Friday, um, we watch a game show. So mm-hmm. the Friday and Saturday, I think, are the only two time dates we don't watch game shows, but that, that's because there are so many on now. Um and one of them is they redid Press Your Luck. And uh, I was wondering if you had seen it and what you thought of it. Um, I kind of like it. The bonus round I'm not really a fan of. Mm-hmm. I can watch it and I can still get excited. But it kind of drags the show. It, you know? i Okay.
0: I do like it. Um, When I watched the first episode, you could tell, or at least I could tell, Elizabeth Banks... Yeah. ...was not as comfortable being the game show host.
1: Right. Because I don't
0: think she's ever done that. No. But once the episodes keep going, she starts to get better. Um, They don't make many changes. The bonus round, I think, is the biggest change.
1: The bonus round, I'm not... I'm also confused because... The, the For those who don't know, the bonus round is after they play the regular game, then the person who's won the regular game goes to a bonus round, and they have a certain amount of spins they have to take, and then... They can choose to press their luck or go away with what they have already. Mm-hmm. And if they, and if they keep going and they make more than five hundred thousand dollars, they get a million dollars,
0: which I is, have yet to see.
1: Well, you see how much money has to go up. <laughs> that and also part of the um, temptation in it is that they add prizes to the board that are personal to the contestants. Yeah. So. Like, this woman got tickets to see Cher. She's obsessed with Cher. She got a guest wardrobe because she likes... Get... So, I'm wondering, like, is there some sort of form they fill out, like, when they want to be on the show that says, this is all the stuff I want to win? Or... Because it's just so deeply personalized. <laughs> and then the show would have to have all these prizes ready because they don't know who's going to win the main game. Yeah. And so um... that really confuses me. <laughs> I think,
0: because I know when I tried out for Millionaire, um, they do an interview. So they interview the contestants. So that's probably what they do. I mean, there was one guy, and it was a guy, who got tickets to go see Michael Bolton, follow him on tour on the East Coast, which is a little (laughs) bit weird. Um, But what I really like about the game or the show itself, is the fact that the whammies are designed the way they were right. 30 years ago. Especially <laughs> when someone hits a whammy, the cartoon is the same.
1: They're a little updated in some cases. They, they are,
0: but for the most part, you know, yeah. they are what they were.
1: Yeah. Um, The only thing that does irk me is when they're like, okay, here's three... Qu- Here's three possible answers to the question, and they list them. They don't put them on the screen, it yeah. drives me crazy. And re- because the old version, it would be like, Okay, here's, and they would put them on the screen, and it looks so weird hearing the host list them and then not see what the, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tiny little pet peeve.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, to carry on with what you started. Yes. Uh Card Sharks is
1: Right, back. right.
0: And I I've watched that as well. I like the casino setting. I yes, think that's different, which is <clears throat> good. Um <laughs> I watched the, especially the first one because I wanted to tell you this story because this yeah. was pretty funny. So, I'm watching it on the DVR. Uh-huh. And my dad comes in to join. So the guy who is a semi-professional gambler Uh is doing the the bonus round. Right. And he gets to, like, he turns a card and it's an ace. So then the next card that gets turned is another ace. So he hasn't lost all his money yet. Then he puts all his money in that the next card will be lower. And they turn the card, and it's another ace. And the game is over. (coughs) My dad, as soon as that happens, he yells, that's rigged. That's rigged. This game is rigged. And I'm like, how can it be rigged? They're all rigged. I'm like, this isn't, quiz show, or 21, whatever that was from 56 years ago. But I'm just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy it. You know, I I definitely enjoy it. Um, Well, oh, go on. No, I was just gonna say, it's different from what it was, and the episodes that they've aired on whatever networks and channels that have it, the, the original card charts,
1: Oh, yeah, I love, especially the 70s version. I loved Card Sharks, and um, my mom, I had to explain to her, because a lot of these game shows my mother's seen before, so in their original format, so she gets them. Mm -hmm. But Card Sharks, she had never seen before, so I had to keep explaining to her, and she was still confused. And I was like, especially because this version's a little different. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a fan of... On, at the end of the 70s version and for all the 80s version, if, um, during the money cards, if you got a duplicate of the card, it was a push. Right. So, like, you got no, you didn't lose any money, you didn't gain money, you just, they just turned it over, did it again. And I like that better. I do too. Yeah. So, that kind of shocked me when I was like, oh, so he loses now? Because mm-hmm. that was what I was used to. Was oh you, and also I'm not a fan of how slow it's gotten. Because because it... this is, and I blame Who Wants to Be a Millionaire a lot and Deal or No Deal for this. Okay. But even though these are lightly upbeat game shows, they still have to do all that drama crap, which I hate. <laughs> they still have to go like card sharks is like okay is the card higher you know whereas um if you watch the 70s version of card sharks it moves much quicker like they'll say uh higher than a six it's a jack lower than a jack it's a two higher than a two it's a five higher than a and it goes faster yeah or they'll say or as they go up they'll go sixteen hundred dollars higher higher than a you know um And then, also, match game, whenever they're playing the super match, and somebody has, like, the, and they're at the top answer, they're like, okay, what, and they, they're really slow at revealing it, and it drives me crazy, So I'm like, you don't have to heighten it, just, it's still a fun show. Yeah. Oh, try
0: No, Um. I, I totally understand.
1: And then, like, all these other shows. Like, there's another one we watched with Dak Shepard called Spin the Wheel. And literally, I think the only reason I enjoy it is one, it's a big, gigantic 40 foot wheel. And <laughs> two, I think Dak Shepard's hilarious. That's about it. All I've the other wanting, crap. I've been wanting to see that. Yeah, it's on Fox. It comes on normally on Thursday nights, but they repeat it on Tuesdays. So we usually watch it on Tuesdays. Okay. But, um. <clears throat> I I like Dax Shepard. I listen to his podcast every week. um, And so when I heard he's hosting a game show, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, But it's one of those frustrating things because they have the family members, and there's all this sappy crap with the family members, and I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) And then Beach Shazam's the same way. I love Beach Shazam. It's basically name that tune. It's Name That Tune, and I love Name That Tune. actually like Name That Tune better, but, you know. But I don't like, what I don't like about Beat Shazam is that now, I guess in order to beat one there, you're required to have some sort of sob story. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to be on a game show. You, you have to have a sob story. They'll go, oh, well, my... You know, I went through a difficult time and music got us through it. Or we're gonna, you know. (laughs) Or so-and-so passed away. And this was so deeply emotional and I'm gonna cry. (laughs) My,
0: My cat, when he was 10 months old,
1: Yeah, just...
0: Accidentally ate the bones of a fish. We had to almost put him down.
1: And then also, I blame YouTube, too, because YouTube now... it it makes people, they have to select a certain type of game show contestant because they want it to be on their YouTube channel and they get, so like you get people on, um, family feud who are like, Oh, our families, I, I, um, dance as a hobby. I'm like, Oh great. We're going to watch this (laughs) (laughs) or I'm a salsa dancer and I'm, And I I love it, though, when sometimes he says, okay, great, and then they don't ask them to do it, because, like, yeah, you thought you were hot stuff, didn't you? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh.
1: So, but I am still glad that the game shows are back, and I do enjoy them, and um, even though, I'm sure Dick Clark is rolling over in his grave now, and he sees how slow slow these people are at Pyramid.
0: Right. (laughs) I I think... Or um, I, I'm not going to call it yet. I'll give it another year or two. Yes. Yeah. but I think we're almost in another age of game shows, yes, with you know all these old game shows coming back. yeah, my, my only <clears throat> my only gripe. and I understand why the networks are doing this. I really do. My yes. only gripe is that the hosts are celebrities. And like what? I said, I understand why they're doing it. They want to get in, you know, they want to get a name. They want to get the big numbers. So when they look at it the next day to see what they did at 817 on a Wednesday night to say, "Oh, we got a 14 on, you know, pressure luck and then we got a 16 on match game." You know, I understand that, but
1: yeah, I, I get what you're saying because there's some where it's like they don't really, and, and there's some that are quite good at it. Like Michael Strahan doesn't. Oh, no, he's again, good. He's good. But then again, Michael Strahan also hosted morning talk shows for several So, I mean, that's not that much different. Mm-hmm. And Joel McHale, well, Joel McHale's going to be sarcastic regardless of whatever it is you do. But he's and, a good. He's and he's Alec good. Baldwin, just great. I mean, <laughs> um, the only thing is, I, I also just watched it. Uh, the reason also why I'm on the subject is I watched a very fascinating documentary called Game Changers, which is about the um, history of game shows. And it's Alex Trebek interviewing a bunch of game show oh, hosts. Yeah, very, I've seen that. Fascinating documentary. I highly recommend it. Um, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that is a good one. It is really great. So that's what sort of launched this. Was I just watched it this afternoon? It was really great. Um, And there were, there are a lot of things now on game shows that are more forced. Like if you watch the '70s version of Match Game, they taped um, because it was on five days a week, Mm -hmm. so they would tape five episodes, five shows a day. And between, I think, the third show that would air that Wednesday, they would take a dinner break and then they would drink a lot of alcohol during the dinner break so that when they had like the Thursday and Friday shows, they'd be kind of sort of drunk and then all the crazy answers would come out. And it wasn't intentional, it just happened. Yeah. Whereas now the current version of Match Game. They have alcohol like right there, they have a bar backstage, (laughs) they have because they want them to do, and it just seems so. And also, what was so entertaining about the old version was that they had more censorship, so the clue was how close to the dirty answer can you get without saying the dirty answer, but now they'll just say the dirty answer, yeah. So, um. It, it was kind of cool. I thought it was more creative that you had to like try not to say it. See how close or how many entendre, double entendres can you come up with for that? But but it, it's still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And um, I also didn't like th- to tell the truth. Grew on me. Mm-hmm. It because. I I'm actually in a Facebook group for um, the '50s version. Right. The only thing that irks me about it is the questioning round, because on every other version, it was okay. So whoever you get, thirty seconds to ask ask questions. So they ask the questions, and they'd hit a bell. Okay, next person, thirty seconds, ask questions, hit Mm -hmm. a bell. Third person fourth person, and okay, the round's up, here, write down your guesses. Yeah, Whereas this one, anybody just comes up at any given point and asks a question, and 95% of the time, the question isn't even relevant to the subject. It's just like, oh, you look weird. Hmm. (laughs) Or, oh, you, you know. So, I feel like it just, it doesn't really... And his mother, even though there's really no point for her to be there, she grew on me. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's just something to do for the summer. You know,
0: I watched recently, uh, I I watched a documentary on um, Netflix about Price is Right. Uh Uh-huh. And about this guy who knew the prices. Yes. And, like, he had gone to, like, 30-plus tapings of... O- over the years. Not, you know, 30 in, you know, like, 30 in a month, but, like, over the years. Um. And then they get to the part where the guy, you know, for the final round gets the exact bid and there's like this whole controversy of you know did he know did he get help and but the build up to it was pretty good um and then once you get to the end it's like eh, okay he seemed (coughs) the guy seems he might be a little bitter but yeah. you could understand why yes so but that's yeah. that's one to watch for those who you know are looking for something to watch that is a good documentary
1: yeah i watched another one about the prices right recently as a behind the scenes of the show and how they select contestants and mm-hmm and their prizes and things like that i got really enraged at one point though because they said um you know we don't really give away appliances as much as we used to because our tar- our main audience is millennials and research has shown they care more about experiences and i'm like Shh. <laughs> <laughs> like no i would like a washer and dryer
2: right
1: you know um <clears throat> i <laughs> I mean I'm not trying to say that, you know, I wouldn't like a vacation somewhere. Mm, yeah. if you say here here's a brand here are brand new kitchen appliances, I'm not gonna be like, ooh, what am I gonna do with this? <laughs> <laughs> Although sometimes my mom and I do watch Let's Make a Deal and the Price is Right and we'll be like, Where would we put this?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like where would we put this outdoor kitchen? Our backyard cannot fit. <laughs> so but I am glad that um game shows are back on the rise and they're <clears throat> there. Yeah. Oh yeah, did you see that guy on I don't know if we talked about this last time. That guy on Jeopardy? Mm, I don't remember. But yeah, he was on a long time. Fourteen was it fourteen days? It feels it feels longer than that, I feel like. I'll have to look it up, but yeah, he, uh, uh, here we go, James O'Halloran, who I got very sick of, oh no, no, James O'Houran's on The Price is Right, yeah. he's the mom on The Price is Right, I like him, okay, James How- Holhauser, there we go, James Holhauser is um, the fourth highest earning game show contestant of all time. And 32, he was on 32 episodes, 32 game winning streak on Jeopardy. So he was on from, for two months, and um, he had, he won $2,464,216 in 32 games.
0: Yeah, I yeah, he did pretty good. He didn't reach Ken Jenning level, but he did pretty good.
1: Yeah. I kind of got annoyed by him towards the end because I got so just like, okay, oh, just get rid of him, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I, do, I don't even care. And, and then there, But it was exciting, though, because there would be times when if I couldn't make it home at seven, I was like, Oh, God, please don't tell me he lost tonight. I missed it.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, and he, um, although now, because he did that, now people on there try to play like he played, and it's not as exciting anymore. Mm-hmm. Because what he used to do is he would pick random cat whereas before people would just go, okay, 200, okay, 400, and just go down the line. Yeah. Whereas he just picked random categories and random dollar amounts, and now there are other people in here who do that too. But <clears throat> all right, um,
0: something that we actually never talk about, because what would be the point of talking about it? And it's surprising we don't talk about it because of how close we live to the to the uh, D.C. area is the Kennedy Center Honors Awards. Uh Uh-huh. And this week, they came out with their list of the honorees that they will have this year. This is a very interesting list, Danielle.
1: (laughs) Have you you seen this yet? I've just heard of it recently, and um, let me show, because there was, um, there was somebody on there. There was one on there that surprised me. Oh yes, that's what it was. Okay, okay. so I, I, so for those who haven't heard,
0: we'll tell you right now who they are.
1: Yeah.
0: Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. Sally Field. Mhm. Linda Ronstadt. Uh huh. Sesame Street. Yep. And Michael Tilson Thomas
1: yeah that's what I was trying to figure out because I was like I thought I heard the Muppets but Sesame Street yeah it's pretty it's the same thing except the Muppets yeah. the, are kind of funnier but that's just me <laughs> you know
0: and, and I said this um <clears throat> I, I said this to my mom when we saw the news yes I was like I mean first off it's a pretty impressive list the thing is when they do the taping, the TV taping, because they usually air it like the day after Christmas or a couple days after Christmas. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I I hate to say this, I don't know if anyone's going to remember in five, six months that, you know, this is happening at Sesame Street's getting this award. And, you know... I honestly, I don't ever watch that special. I really don't. I don't either. I just see commercials for it exactly, but, but like th- would this year be different because it is Sesame Street? like could they convince people to <clears throat> come and watch because it's Sesame Street this year or it's Earth Wind and Fire?
1: Yeah, and I I might watch it, because despite my feelings about the current group of people or current stuff on Sesame Street, I still hold a huge place in my heart for Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. I will always, that just, and when I have a kid, I certainly will, they're going to watch Sesame Street. Even though I'm debating over, I might just get the version, I, the ones that I grew up on on DVD and just like, <laughs> but, um, cause I was watching the 4th of July, the Capitol 4th and they had Sesame Street yeah. on there, and Abby Cadabby kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched
0: that with my nephews and it was a bit annoying. <laughs>
1: I, I watched it mainly because I was like, oh, it's John Stamos. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me get my kid. I'll be right back. Oh, you sung the song. Oh rats. Yeah, that that, that bit kind of got annoying. Yeah. But it was nice to see his kid. I didn't think he'd, he'd get that much screen time. <laughs> Although he did do a whole interview on Jimmy Kimmel with him. So,
0: Um, For those who are curious, the The actual ceremony, the one that'll be taped, it's going to air on December the 15th. So, it's gonna be r- about a week <clears throat> before Christmas. hmm But it won't be after Christmas.
1: Um, what else do you have? Um, I think... Oh, right. Speaking of remakes, um, they have announced that the new... Actually, there's two announcements. um, That Ariel in the Little Mermaid remake will be Mm African-American, as well as the new 007 will be African-American and female.
0: So would that change... The name of James Bond, or let's see, she. Yeah, I'm just putting All it out there, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I, I I did see both of those. I I focused more on the Little Mermaid one. And of course, you know, you and I were the. "Quote unquote millennials," even though I hate that name, I think it's a stupid name. I don't want to be associated with that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm fine with who they chose. I am too. My only thing, and I said this because uh, I did a live <clears throat> video on Facebook a couple weeks ago. Because when I read that, you know, it was going it was going to be an African American woman, and I read the name, I was like. Holy crap, Halle Berry's gonna be Ariel? That's (laughs) what I thought so, too. And then then I had to reread it, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I just read the name wrong. (laughs) Was it Halle Bailey, I think,
1: is the name? Is that? Yeah, Halle Bailey. Okay. Which, if you say it fast enough... Yeah. Yeah,
0: so I, I was like, Oh my god, Holly Berry's gonna be arrogant? Oh, that's not gonna make much sense. And then you're like, Oh okay, I read that wrong. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I just wish people would stop getting you know, suddenly shoved up their ass and get pissed off about every single thing. I really do. See it's friggin' ridiculous
1: i've been arguing with way too many people about this but i'm gonna just say it here first of all ariel's race is not integral to the plot Mm -hmm. there's nothing in now let's say if they took mulan and cast a black person that's a whole different scenario (laughs) that her race is integral to not at no point during the little mermaid does it say anything about ariel's race and also I don't even think the movie even says where it takes place no. at any point like like even Aladdin it says Agrabah which is a fictional place but you know you kind of get an idea of its um of the type of um ethnicity of the people in yeah. the town so you get an idea of what it's based off of whereas The Little Mermaid there's nothing specific about other than it's near water. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know if it's in England, you don't know if it's in... um, It could be anywhere. France, Germany, you don't know where it is. So, it could be anybody. Um, And I also don't think, and I told another friend, because I have this one friend who's trying to say who she wants to play Eric, and I said, just because Ariel's black, it also doesn't mean Eric has to be black, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's dandy, and that's perfectly fine, but I'm also... But that doesn't necessarily mean... And then, of course, now there's a... Um, Terry Crews has launched an online campaign to get cast as King Triton. I wouldn't
0: really <laughs> hold my breath on that.
1: <laughs> a lot of people are saying Idris Elba. It's like, well... Because King Triton doesn't sing in the Disney movie... But this one, they have more songs being written, so I don't know. Maybe he'll sing in this one. Mm-hmm. So, maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't, you know. I just wish people would just stop being mad about everything and just go with whatever it is. Yeah. I do. Uh, well, you know, we're at this time of the year, where uh, the the San Diego Comic-Con is going on, and it is an opportunity for different toy manufacturers and TV movie studios to show what's coming up, you know, in the upcoming future. Uh, Recently, there was a panel for DuckTales, because DuckTales has been really, really successful mm-hmm. uh, with the relaunch. And it's if you think about it, in a way, it's sort of become its own version, instead of being a remake, if you think about it. So, at this Q&A, they did reveal that they are bringing old characters back and some of them are going to be dressed as the characters they were on Disney Afternoon. Uh, For example, pretty much the entire ensemble of Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers will be back. You have Chip, you have Dale, you have Gadget, you have Monterey Jack, They're going to be back. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Daisy Duck coming on, which I'm actually surprised to know that she wasn't even on the original version. So, you know, that sort of surprises me. And then we also have Goofy coming on, but he's going to be dressed as Goofy from Goof Troops. So there's be the possibility that Max could come around in the near future. And I think, and it's like I said, I think the most amazing thing about what they've done with DuckTales, besides getting an entire new generation of, you know, viewers to watch it, is the fact that they've basically made this their own version of it. Mm-hmm. Where instead of maybe doing copy-paste, copy-paste, copy-paste they've cre—they've been able to create a show with these characters and they've been able to even use characters that were com- on complete other shows Yeah to make this show possible Mm-hmm and I think that's the biggest accomplishment
1: to the success of this series. Yeah. A guy I work with is a huge fan and he was telling me about it and I haven't watched it. I don't know if I will. I, I wasn't really a big fan of, I, I was a big fan of Donald Duck, but, um, not really. I, I did watch quack I was probably one of the few people that did, but I, I did enjoy it. And I did like that show. Um, but, uh, what did I, um, I heard that Goofy's coming back, although he's not bringing Max with him, which kind of made me bummed, because, well, maybe, although,
0: you know, in a, in another season.
1: Although, if you base it off of the movies, where he actually ages, he Max would be like in almost 40 now. So I kind of get it. Yeah. So, because um, in the first one he's a freshman in high school, and then the second one he's a freshman in college. So we I I get it. (laughs) Um, but that would be. I'm kind of I'm glad that um they got. Um, that they provided an explanation for what happened to their mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> although it was very complicated. Like I said, somebody at work explained this to me, and I was yeah. like, S-. "And I was like, and she did what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who might want to watch Ducktales and um, wants to." find out by watching it but it's a very sad and emotional and very complicated story Uh, and also requires some knowledge of I'm also not a science expert so I don't even know if it's humanly possible for this to happen but but, uh, all I know is in the original cartoon she left a note telling Donald to watch her kids and she never came back So, never knew why. I get why they had to do that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Because growing up, I was not a fan of hers.
0: (laughs) Now we finally understand.
1: Now we do. We don't know where her father is, though.
0: (laughs) Now, I'm going to sort of say this because it's sort of in the sort of Springer mindset. Donald is the father.
1: <laughs> Ew. It'll
0: never happen.
1: I know it will never happen. Also, is Daisy not in there?
0: No, she'll be back in this season.
1: Also, oh, Daisy does exist. Okay. Yes. I always liked Donald and Daisy. I always thought, I always thought Donald was more hilarious than Mickey. I never, I thought Mickey was okay, but Donald cracked me up. Yeah. So. Donald was first cartoon character with anger management issues. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's true. That
1: is That's true. very true. And, and yes, and yes, some people might think that their relationship might not be good if they were in real life, and I will agree with that, but it was still a funny cartoon. <laughs> um,
0: let's see, what else can we talk about? <laughs> we're so prepared. I know. We, we uh, always are. And when we... We are
1: and when always we... so prepared. It's like us randomly clicking stuff. Um... And when I
0: mean by we're prepared, I mean by we're not really. We're not prepared. Um, okay, you know what? I got something. Yeah. Um, I don't know <clears throat> why this happened. Uh-huh. But on YouTube, I... Watched these commercials, old commercials. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it if they weren't old. And they were with the Looney Tunes characters, right? Which I'm, I'm a huge fan, huge fan. Oh yes. So, and I put a couple of them up on our Facebook group. Um, but there's two in particular that I put up. The first one that I want to bring up is this one f- with Foghorn, yeah, Foghorn Leghorn for KFC. Aha! Uh-huh. I am like you, son of a bitch! You turned your back on your own kind. Yeah, that's very disturbing. Oh my god,
1: that's I... terrible. I mean. At least Chick-fil-A, their mascot's a It's a cow, cow. yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, like... Yeah, that, that's very disturbing. It's like,
0: um... It's like, you know, with the Muppet movie, which, oh, by the way, is turning 40 years old this year, I just that's recently right. learned. Right. Um, the bad guy wants Kermit the Frog to be the spokes frog for his frog restaurant. And Kermit's right. like, hmm, I have more pride than that. I won't do it. He's... Oh. But K- but Foghorn, you know, he'll he'll turn his wing on you know the poorest little chicken, and he'll just let that chicken die because it's KFC, <laughs> you know. That is just really weird. Oh my god! And then, um, I completely missed how this all happened back in the eighties, because these are eighties commercials, because Mel Blanc is the voice uh-huh. of the main character. They did. I, I want to see if you know about this. Yeah. They did 30, co- 30 second commercials about the U.S. Constitution. Yes. Okay. Because so, I had no idea.
1: I knew. Well, you explain and then I'll tell you how I knew. Okay. So the first one <clears throat> that
0: I watched is Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck basically talking about the const. you know. Uh the Constitution and the Amendments, and there's like a little jingle at the end, and then Yosemite Sam is like, it's for you too, kids! So, I'm like, okay. Then there's the second one, and this is so wrong, even for today's Me Too movement, you know, generation. What? It is Porky and Petunia Pig. They are sitting outside... On a swing, and Petunia talks about how. Oh, what the hell is that? Oh, okay. Um. So Petunia talks about the possibility of of her maybe one day running for president of the United States. Oh. Well, Porky Pig just laughs his ham off, talking about how. A woman as president, that can't happen! (laughs) And Petunia at first is upset, and then she's like, It's in the Constitution! (laughs) And and I have comments about um, that uh, particular video. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not going to say names, but I do want to read these that are on our Facebook group. Until Petunia put him in his place... She's got my vote. And then I made only one comment in this, and I was like, Porky Pig is a jerk. Yes. And then uh, another comment, I bet he makes delicious bacon. Mm. And another one was super kick Porky Pig a la Young Buck style. That's a wrestling thing. You want to get that? I'll skip that one. And the best comment, I have to read this one. It is the best comment. Sexist pig. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah.
0: Obviously. I'm like, oh, my. I couldn't yeah. believe that. I'm like... I, I, yeah. Okay, um, so how did you know
1: that I knew these happened? because... <clears throat> Matt LeBlanc, before he was famous was in a commercial for the U.S. Constitution, and um, he was on The Tonight Show recently, and showed a cl- and they showed a clip of him in a commercial for the Constitution. Yeah.
0: Because, <laughs> you know, apparently 30-plus years ago, they wanted the kids to yes. know about the U.S. Constitution. Right. But like, apparent. Yeah, I mean, I watched that, and I was like, "Oh my god, that is I, just the way Porky said it. Oh, it it was so bad." Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Is this? Wait a minute. What is? Because uh, I'm looking up the person who posted. Okay, so apparently this person hasn't posted a video in two years on YouTube.
1: Well, Um, but um, it's funny you bring that up, but this is sort of a side note, but um, I work at a, well, Bill saw this, but anyways, for those who don't know, I work for a library, and my job actually is we get the stuff, in shipped in from the publishing companies or the vendors and whatnot, Yeah and we put the labels on it and we ship them out to the branches of the county library and so I get a lot of books and I'll get a lot of DVDs in, and I get a lot of stuff in and um, the one thing that um that I had never um That, um, I had never, um, seen recently was, we got a DVD of, um, Looney Tunes mm-hmm. cartoons and it was, um, <clears throat> mentioned as the
0: Stars of Face Jam.
1: Jam Volume 1. Wow. How lazy
0: can you get?
1: And I'm just like, yeah, they did that before Space Jam. (laughs) And also, that was why I saw Space Jam, actually, (laughs) because of them. Oh, man. And I just was like, why would you? And then there's, like, a picture of Bugs, and it has Lola in the background. And I'm like, well, they're going to be very disappointed when they see Lola's not on. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lola Space Jam is what made her exist. Um. Although she didn't really get much of a personality to a Looney Tunes show, which I wish hadn't ended because it was a funny show. But, um... Yeah, it's almost, well, you know, they,
0: I think you know this by now, they're doing, uh, the sequel.
1: Oh, to Space Jam, yes, starring LeBron James. Yeah. I, I,
0: I wonder how, uh, when they release whatever the next form of media will be, you know, to Holmes, it'll be, like, the stars of Space Jam 2, Volume 1.
1: I know, I just. I was like, "How do you even like?" And and then here's the
0: thing, because like I saw that when when you posted it, and I had yeah, to, I, I I chuckled a little bit because I bought earlier this year for myself. Um, it's a twenty-four disc set of Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, and it is unedited. So, you know, if there was a stereotype, you know, a stereotype scene that was in the cartoon when it originally happened, it's in there. So, you know, it's not... How can I put this? It's not cushioned for today's generation to be like, Oh, we took 15 seconds out of this cartoon because here's Bugs Bunny in blackface. They have that. And there's a whole disc devoted to Speedy Gonzalez. And what's interesting is there was a discussion on a a podcast that I listened to. And one of the hosts actually listens to ours. Yeah. And it was of the worst cartoons ever. Mm. And Speedy Gonzalez made the list. And in the in the discussion, because it wasn't an argument, it was a discussion. Mm-hmm. Speedy Gonzalez, while you might not see his cartoons played today in the United States, is hugely popular with the Hispanic population, especially down in Mexico. So if the Hispanic community, does not find Speedy Gonzalez offensive, then, my God, I think we should put his cartoons back on, because you know, when we're kids, we don't see, you know, we're watching, it's like, I don't care if he speaks, you know, like that. It's just entertainment. You know? Um. I, you know, like, I don't know, did, did you, is there, like, a list on that DVD of what cartoons there are?
1: Um, I can go look it up. Hold okay. on. Okay. Because, um. Um. Yeah, Stars of Space Jam Collection Volume 1. Uh, it's
0: up. Oops, wrong, wrong one. Okay. <sighs> Oop, not Space Jane. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is? Oh, oh, oh! This is brand new. Okay, I thought this DVD was like years old. This came no, out.
1: No, no, no. It, it's not brand new. Okay. I mean, no, it's not old. Right. Because we just got it. It's um. Oh, never mind. Okay. It was released in '96 on uh, the DHS originally. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. Okay. Um. Oh, so here's... that. It was made to promote Space Jam. Okay. Although I don't know why they made that put that picture of Lola on there. Uh,
0: just to be like,
1: hey, don't forget Lola. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at this. Um You know well, not you know, since we're on the topic of cartoons. Um, they are bringing back, in their own way, uh-huh. uh huh. The Scooby Doo <laughs> movies. In in there or it's already been brought back. I think it's already on now. Um, I don't know. Um, but they got like a whole new uh cast of guests yeah to do the show i I don't rem oh I I can't think of the name of it um maybe let me let me look let me look up scooby doo shows because he had a bunch of them yeah. oh no that's not what I want to look
1: a lot up. Of, um scooby doo um crossover we we've gotten some Hanna Barbera, really bad Hanna Barbera, um, um <clears throat> crossover stuff, and let's see, because um, we had like Scooby Doo w wrestlers, and then we had one with the I, Flintstones.
0: Yeah, I I try to forget about that that one, the, um... Yeah. Because I, I, I watched it, and I reviewed it, and...
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought you were going to say your nephew's
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) So. God,
1: what was the name of it? I can't... There, there's quite a few. But, I mean, back in the 70s, that's what they did. They had all these random crossover stuff. Well, like, with this new one,
0: they have Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln on. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, that's weird. Um... Oh, here we go. I think I found it. Because, you know, uh, I think it was earlier this year, you know, they came out... With an original movie of, uh, for those who remember, Scooby-Doo and the Thirteenth and the Thirteen Ghosts. Yes. Well, they finally did the Thirteenth Ghost. So, oh, here we go. Okay, I, I have the list. So the name of the show is Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. Mm-hmm. That's that's the new show. The guests that they have had so far on this show include basketball <clears throat> basketball legend. I'm putting that in quotes. I wish you guys had seen me, but it's in quotes. Chris Paul, Abraham Lincoln. I'm not kidding. Abraham Lincoln, Wanda Sykes. Oh and Sherlock Holmes. Wow. Um, there's going to be an episode later in this season, for those who are interested, because it's on Boomerang, where Jaleel White will reprise his role as Steve Urkel. You heard me right. He's bringing back yes. Urkel.
1: I heard... That's one thing. I, God bless him. He never. A lot of people with roles like that. He, he's still proud of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he's pat. Like he's moved on from that, and he's actually been successful. Like he's been in movies and TV shows. And, yeah. You know, he's sort of in. He's sort of in the position almost of Henry Winkler where you know Winkler was not stereotyped as the fonz forever you know no. he went on and actually did stuff and that's what you know is going on with Jaleel White is he has moved on and he's doing his own stuff like I saw him on a couple episodes of uh Historical Roasts which is on Netflix, for those who haven't
1: heard about he, it. Yeah. He was on a show that sadly got canceled, Not, I think it was last year or the year before. Um, but him and Henry Winkler, that's one thing I can say. Even though that's the role they're most known for, mm-hmm. they still don't mind. Like, there's a lot of people who are known for more and more primarily, they don't want to talk about it or whatever. Right. He doesn't mind at all, and I mean, I can imagine a role like Steve Urkel, you could get typecast or tired of it, but he has no problem talking about it, and he very... Gl- In fact, they did a reunion, um, Entertainment Weekly, they do um, show reunions, and they'll get the cast together and take a picture years later, like 20 years or so after a mm-hmm. show goes off the air, and then they do they did like a half hour interview with the cast of Family Matters and they had him and they had, and he had no problem discussing it he had no problem sitting with the he, he says I'm not ashamed of it at all I'm proud that I did this he, he even talked about doing the voice he and all of them and they're like we had you know a lot of people tried to say there was animosity between us because he was like the big deal there wasn't And they were very, oh, it was a very good interview. And um, I (laughs) kind of made me wish the show still came on because they were all so close. Well, the thing
0: with the character, um, for those who (laughs) have never heard the story, I don't know how many have not heard it. Yeah. The the character was supposed to be a one-off.
1: Right. Yes, he was. He was... Yeah, it was was
0: going to be a one-off appearance.
1: Right. And then
0: a bunch of college guys just got (laughs) into it. And that's how he, you know, that's how he continued. That's how
1: the character continued. And and I'm not going to lie. He was... Now, years later watching as an adult, he is kind of annoying. But when I was a kid, though, Oh, that show was not funny until he showed up. Mm -hmm. Like that was a big deal. And if it was an episode where he went in the transformation chamber, (laughs) that was a huge, huge thing. But yeah, rewatching as an adult Uh.
0: (laughs) But you know like the um with the historical roasts, that the show that I mentioned. Yes. He is on there twice. He there's one episode and I'm just going to say it bluntly. If you get offended easily, don't watch the show. Just don't. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there now. Um. So there's one where he is Nelson Mandela. Because huh? they're doing this uh, roast for Martin Luther King Jr. Uh-huh. And he is so funny as Mandela. Because, like, you know... He does this joke to Obama, or the guy playing Obama. And he's like, do you know any other, do you know any countries in Africa? And, like, he brought up um, the country of Chad, which is a real country. And he's like, do you even know where Chad is? And Barack is like, oh, I think he went to the gym. Oh, you stupid man! Chad is a country! You know, and he just goes off and it's absolutely funny. And then there's another one where he is Muhammad Ali. And he does a decent Muhammad Ali impression. So, basically, he's a really good actor. Yeah. (laughs) You
1: know, just watch some of his stuff. He's pretty damn good. Because you have to keep in mind that he was doing Urkel when he was like 14, 15 years old. And doing and that kind of comedic timing plus physical, that's not something that's easy to do. Mm -hmm. And that voice, although you can tell as he gets older, it's it gets weirder because in real, because when he started doing Urkel voice, his voice hadn't changed yet, so it it got higher. Whereas if you watch the later episodes, his voice sounds really weird because he has a deeper voice, but um. Yeah, that's how I learned about. I learned a lot about puberty from watching TGIF. <laughs> because I remember I used to watch Boy Meets World, and on TGIF they used to have the little. They would always have the cast of whatever of one of the shows host the lineup for that week or whatever. Yeah. So, they so they'd have the cast of Boy Meets World, and. Um, Ben Savage's voice sounded deeper than it did on the show and I thought that he was like playing a character and that like he made his voice sound like 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 I thought he was like Urkel where he just did made his voice sound high but no he had just gone through puberty after they shot it mm-hmm. his voice just went <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I had no idea how that worked <laughs> Um,
0: okay, I want to bring up one more thing.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And I'm going to say this now because when we bring this up in six, seven months. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's going to remember this conversation. Uh Uh-huh. So, again, during my YouTube looking. Yes. Um, and, and, and again, this sort of goes back to, or at least the beginning of it is Bugs Bunny, you know, Looney Tunes related. I watched this clip and apparently it was for an Earth Day special. Uh Uh-huh. So here's Bugs, here's Tweety, here's Porky Pig. And it's only like a minute and a half. Then I watch another clip and it's Kermit the Frog Robin and a bunch of other mother related frogs yeah and they talk about extinction and then I'm like okay I have to look this up I have to see if this is real like if the real thing is up on YouTube well it is. The first thing I see and I'm and I'm probably gonna bring this up in like seven, eight months, you know, if we if we decide to do this. Yes. Here's Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito. Uh-huh. And Danny DeVito's like, Okay, honey, I'm going out, you know, to play poker with the guys and Ria's like But honey, don't you remember what tonight is? No. It's the Earth Day special. And Danny DeVito has the greatest way he says it. He's like, What the hell is Earth Day? I'm like, Done. So, believe it or not, there is an Earth Day special. And this one was to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Earth Day. Yep. And next year is the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. So... We may be watching that. Maybe. Maybe. It's gonna take a lot gonna take a lot of intestinal fortitude. There... Uh, they're divorced now. I know. I'm so sad. That was a great yeah. couple. They're friends though,
1: so it's cool. Like, um, she was on Andy Cohen and uh she was talking about it and Whoopi Goldberg was on there with her and she didn't even know they had split up. <laughs> and uh she's like, You guys were are together. <laughs> but yeah. Let's see.
0: The veto is seventy-four. Yeah, Perlman is seventy-one. So they're. Although, what's weird because I'm, you know, I'm looking up on Wikipedia because you know, Wikipedia, you know,
1: everything is true.
0: I mean, I believe you when when you say they
1: split up, but it says here that they're still married. Oh, I think they're just separated, but they're not. They're not together. Right. So I think they're just separated, but okay. yeah. Oh. Um. Alright,
0: um, well, I think that's gonna do it for this month, so, um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Nostalgia crew 16 16 or 17, I don't even remember, I'll, I'll look, you'll get the link, you'll get the correct link when you guys listen to this show, uh, join our Facebook group. Type in nostalgia crew. you're right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. Uh, I'll post the link up. It is facebook.com backslash groups backslash nostalgia crew. Uh Anything you want to plug? Anything?
1: Not really. I don't really have anything super exciting that I do that I really talk about. But um, okay. hopefully we'll be back. It's been crazy it's summer and we're kind of just Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I think once fall rolls around and TV starts back up we'll probably have more to talk
0: about oh yeah well
1: I I know
0: for September we're gonna do we're, we're gonna bring back the watching the Saturday morning special lineup thing I just gotta find the right one for us we're gonna do that so, but, um, so if we're back in Aug, what the, let me get out of that. There we go. Um, if we're back in August, we'll probably have another, you know, roundabout discussion like you heard today. And if we're back in September, because we haven't decided which one we're going to do yet, we'll figure it out later, um, we'll be reviewing something. So, Uh, Thank you guys for checking into this one. You guys have been listening to Nostalgia Crew. And please, for the love of all things that are great, stay cool.